0: This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta.
1: There's joy in this place There's the Spirit of God is in this place there's happiness in this place there is love in this place and don't you ever let anybody else come here and take it from you you make sure that this church will always be a welcoming station where people can come in and feel the presence of the Lord can I see your hand if you really do feel the presence of the Lord Raise your hand if you feel like you've come into a place and you're worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. That's what the church is all about. Man. The word of the Lord comes to us from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the 38th chapter. And we're just going to read one verse. I ask that you keep your Bible open so we can just indeed. Uh, Be blessed by what the Lord has laid upon my heart. Jeremiah 38. When you have it, say, I have it. If you're still looking, say, Help, Lord. All right. I saw one deacon do something. Brother deacon, here. I've never done that. He got his phone. He said, Siri. (laughs) That's what folk. That's what all folk better learn to do. (laughs) When they see me next Sunday, Siri. (laughs) I thought that was good. Amen. Didn't last the first time my folks started using the cell phones in church and stuff. I went home and I told my son. I said, you know, church folks just getting worse and worse. They're just so ill-mannered, sitting right on the front row while I'm preaching, and got their cell phone out. I said, I can't believe they're texting. He said, Daddy, bless your heart. Come on, let me show you. They look. They got their Bible. <laughs> I thought they were just. But Benton and I had a good discussion about cell phones in the in, in the church pulpit. He'll tell y'all about that one day. And I have not gone to breakfast anybody any more than you. <laughs> Jeremiah 38, 11. Let's read it together. It says, so Abimelech took the men with him and went into the house of the king under the treasury and took thence old cast clouts and old rotten rags and let them down by cords into the dungeon to Jeremiah. Then the rise Re- standard version says, so Abimelech took the men with him and went to the house of the king to a wardrobe of the storehouse, and took from there old rags and worn out clothes, which he let down to uh, Jeremiah in the cistern by ropes." I want to talk a little while from the topic rotten rags. Rotten (laughs) rags. It tends to be the, uh, uh, the tendency of clergy starting sermons off on a weary note, on a negative note of talking about the weekly occurrences and God knows if you look at the news and look at the world and Saturday nights here in Atlanta, there's a lot that we could talk about this morning. The unstable conditions of the economy, the imminent shutdown of the federal government, But this morning, I want want to encourage you that even in what one writer said, the best of times and the worst of times, God is in control. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage the people of God that things are going to get better. They have to. We have to believe that. Life presents to us so many curveballs it just seems that the enemy of good can and will strike us very easily and if we're not careful this will cause us to not realize how blessed we really are we'll get stuck and never advance to where god wants us to go sure enough sure enough i don't want to do it but i have to tell you that there's so many problems there are international problems there National problems, local problems, church problems, family problems. I think that if I just went down the road, I would hit your street with all the problems that occur in our life. This is a malady, and we have this question each and every day of our lives. Who am I? Where am I going? What am I going to become? Um, And what will this world end up being? Even though there was an older lady once, I was saying, Mother, we got to pray for this world. It's just getting worse and worse. And she said, but but Pastor, you got to remember, the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. You got to remember, he made the world. And when he made the world, he said it was good. Consequently, it needs to be some good folk making the world good rather than allowing the voices of evil to cause this world to be bad. We stop at the book of Jeremiah, a priest from the land of Benjamin. Uh Jeremiah was a prophet under Kings Josiah, King Jericho, and King Zedekiah. Jeremiah is considered by many as the weeping prophet. Say with me, the weeping prophet. So I did a little digging to find out why was he called the weeping prophet. It's because he encountered difficulties throughout his entire ministry. Jeremiah had internal conflicts, thus he was the weeping prophet. Jeremiah had accusations, and ultimately the text stops us where Jeremiah is in prison. He was a prophet. He was a preacher. He was one that was sent by God with a message. And often I have said that many of us make pastoring look so wonderful and so easy, but pastoring is actually the worst job you'll ever love. Do I have a witness in here? So Jeremiah 1 tells us a little bit more about him, his divine calling, verse 4. It says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I had called thee. Yeah. Jeremiah was accused in chapter 37 of desertion. Read that when you get home. But chapter 38 stop, uh, Jeremiah 38, excuse me, stops us where the accusation got so bad, I'll talk about the accusation, but that he was cast into a dungeon. And there he was stuck. The weeping prophet Jeremiah hears a word from the Lord. Jeremiah, tell the people. Verse 3, those who remain in the city shall die by the sword going to die by famine, going to die by pestilence, but he that goeth forth to the Chaldeans shall live. All right. Listen, Sister McGee, Jeremiah prophesied that whoever stays in the city going to die. Right. They're going to die by the sword. Whoever stays in the city, you're going to die by starvation. Whoever stays in the city, if the sword doesn't get you, starvation doesn't get you, you're going to die by disease. Yeah. Yet, he says, if any of you cowards and only concerned for your personal safety, surrender to Babylon and you shall live. All right. All right. Well, that's a natural response that occurred in chap- verse number four. It's very natural. Therefore, the princess said to the king, if you got your Bible open, said to the king, we beseech you, king, this man needs to be put to death for he weakens the hands of the men. The men of uh, a war cannot go forward. Let him keep talking. They have no courage. Their hands have been weakened. And likewise, the hands of all the people are weakened. For this man seeketh not the welfare of the people. Let me tell you, all of us don't shout off to preach a sermon. Actually, some of y'all leave mad. Yeah, some of, some of them, they were upset with Jeremiah. The nerve of him to come in here and said Mount Pleasant ain't going to mount to nothing. The nerve of him to come in and say, if you don't live right, you're going to die. Amen. Yeah, the nerve to say, somebody's going to break in the church and ruin the church. If I got up here talking, that, now you said, Pastor Ben, you done made a mistake. Send him on back over on Glenwood Avenue. <laughs> so you can understand that they were upset. The official said to the king, this man needs to be put to death. He's discouraging the soldiers. He's discouraging the saints. Telling us to leave our church, I mean our city. Telling us to leave, abandon. And if we will abandon, we will live. Not seeking the good of the people, but the ruin of the people, excuse me. The official said, get rid of him. It's hard to imagine if somebody tell y'all Surrender. Give up. Now y'all know there have been some folk through here that have surrendered. They have given up. They've left. Uh, but they, they said this man of God's telling us to give up our homes, give up our property, give up our jobs, give up our lives, give it all up, and leave. Verse 5. I'm a Bible preacher. Look at verse 5. Text says, Zedekiah played into their hands, Uh played into their hands. This man is weak. This weak king took their advice that the prophet was aiming to weaken them. Zedekiah said, you see it in verse Mm 5? Behold, he's in your hands. For the king is not he that can do anything against you. Mm -hmm. Do as you like. Mm -hmm. I can't stop you. Isn't that what your book says? He was just like Pastor Benton, the soldier during the Civil War that couldn't decide on which side he wanted to be on. So he wore a blue jacket and gray pants, and both sides shot him. (laughs) See, if you don't take a side, you're just as bad as taking the wrong side. The enemies, look at them, the enemies were conniving, the enemies were convincing, the enemies were confusing, they were constraining, they were contaminating, they were controlling, and they were contagious. And I know your theme today is that we're going to build up the church by building each other. So you don't need no preacher coming telling you to give up, throwing the towel. You don't need anybody to say there's no hope for Mount Pleasant. Amen. We tell our children to do right. We help them, don't we? We nurture them. After a season, we do all we can and we put them in the hands of the Lord. Preacher come and say, give up. Don't invite the preacher next week who may be a candidate for the church. Them folk over there ain't gonna do nothing. Them folk over there ain't gonna mountain nothing. Come on, y'all talk to me. When I went to Piney Grove, I had some friends call me and say, you ain't gonna be able to do nothing with them fourth ward Negroes. Come on, y'all talking? Yeah. We got some around here. I so, say, ain't going to get no better. All right. They not get Jesus. They ain't going to get no better. Right. Amen. And then you say, you say well, why? why? They, there they were in verse 6. Look what it says. They didn't have any unity, no life, no accountability. And they took Jeremiah, mm-hmm. cast him into the dungeon of Melchiah, right. the son of Hamelech that was in the court of the prison. And they let down Jeremiah with cords. Glory to God. In the dungeon, there was no water, but mire, which is mud. And Jeremiah, the more he tried to get out of loosen himself, the more he sank. I don't know why I can't get rid of this cough in the name of Jesus. Y'all pray. The devil don't want y'all to hear this. There he was in mud. You ever felt like you were in mud and felt like you were sinking? And the more you moved, the more you wiggled, the more you prayed, the deeper you got. Come on, y'all talk to me. My brothers and sisters, God has not forgotten you. If you're going to build a church, you got to encourage each other. If you're going to build up this church, you got to love each other, be concerned for each other, get rid of the cliques. Don't have any big eyes and little use. Y'all better talk to me. Have a great church. Uh So the Bible here in verse nine introduces a man named Abimelech. Abimelech means servant of the king. He was a slave. He was a Uh Cushite. He was dark skinned He was from North Africa. Come on, y'all talk to me. Sometimes we don't know who we are. God will always send somebody that other folk will dismiss Uh to come and save us. Help me, Lord, preach. Verse 11, it says, So Abimelech took men with him, heard about Jeremiah down in the dungeon, and went into the house of the king under the treasury, that a whole sermon could be preached right here. He was a slave who could go into the treasury of the king, Uh uh-oh, and took thence old cast clouds and old rotten rags. And let them down by cords into the dungeon to Jeremiah. And and Bimelech, the Ethiopian, said to Jeremiah, Put now these old cast clouts and rotten rags under your armholes, under the cords. And Jeremiah did so. Y'all better talk to me. And so consequently, here's this slave that gave him a way out. But let me tell you the danger of dungeon living let me tell you the danger that too many of our folk are satisfied with living in dungeons. Too many of our folk are too satisfied claiming that I don't make it, I'm not anybody. I'm not going to mount to anything, but I'm here to tell you dungeon living is dangerous living. It's dangerous living. My brothers and sisters, the reason it is dangerous is because if ever you have been cast into a dark room, And you first get in there, you can't see? If you stay there long enough, what happens? Your eyes adjust. And that has happened in the African-American community that we've been cast in a dungeon by racism, sexism, and classism. And consequently, we think that is our existence. And we have allowed our eyes to get focused to think that that's all God got for you. But I got good news for you today. That is not what all God got for you. God got more for you. Actually, actually, God can use rotten rags. I said, God can use useless things. God can use dirty things. Glory to God. Somebody asked the little boy, what is a millionaire, daddy? He said, that somebody who has a million dollars. He said, well, guess what? I'm a one in there, I got one dollar. You need to realize that with your one dollar, you are somebody. You need to learn to use what God has given you. Learn to use what God has given you. I didn't even know there was a such thing as a T-bone steak and a ribeye steak. I I didn't know nothing about that being born in Nashville, Tennessee. I thought steak was hamburger meat with gravy on it. Y'all better talk to me. I didn't know I was poor till I went to college. Mama could make a pot of pinto beans with some meat in it and some hot water cornbread and make you think you're eating at the Ritz-Carlton. God can take some rotten rags, y'all. Yeah, Gloria, come on, y'all talk to me. Yeah, I remember I dated a girl one time and took her to a nice restaurant, and she said, I want some salmon. And I thought, this nice restaurant, I can not hardly believe they got salmon croquettes up in here. (laughs) And so I said, i trying to be impressed. I said, I'll have salmon too. I'll take some salmon as well. And when they brought that raw looking fish out to me, I thought, what in the world is this I have gotten I was looking for some salmon croquettes because mama could take breakfast on Sunday morning with some eggs and some salmon croquettes and some grits and make, come on, y'all better talk to me. God can use rotten rags. God can use stuff that you want to throw away. God can use stuff that you want to not feel has any value. But I'm here to tell you that God can still use rotten rags. God has always used things that other folk did not want. Thanks be to God. I'm so glad God still uses rotten rags. Glory to God. You show me a George Washington. I'll show you a Crispus Attucks. You show me. You show me. A, a Abraham Lincoln, I'll show you a Frederick Douglass. Yeah, you show me a Theodore Roosevelt, I'll show you an A. Philip Randolph. You show me, you show me a, 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 a Roosevelt President, Franklin Roosevelt, and I'll show you an Ambassador Bunch. You show me a John Fitzgerald Kennedy, I'll show you a Martin Luther King. Come on, God has always used what other folk call rotten. God can use rotten stuff, can't he? Y'all better talk to me. God is able to do any and everything but fail. I got a friend, I got a friend, he says, "Had hey, you ever go over to Big Bear, or whatever the store is? I said, no. He says, on Monday they marked down all the meat. I said, really? He said to me, yeah, it's going to expire the next day. He said, but I go get it what they're going to throw away the next day, and I pack it up and divide it up and put it in my freezer, and I eat for weeks at a time. Y'all better talk to me. I need you to look at somebody and say, don't get rid of rotten rags. Don't get, of those, get rid of those rotten experiences. Don't get rid of those things that God has put in your life to make you stand still and thank God for his blessings. you God help me preach. My grandmother in Columbia, Tennessee, I didn't understand what she was doing, but when I was young, Sister Yvonne, she would take pants that were too little for me and cut them out and put them in a a bag. Then she would take handkerchiefs and put them in a bag. And then she would take other things, dish rags and all that were old. She didn't throw them away, she put them in a bag. And when I would visit her in the summer, she would put a loom on the back porch and lay out that stuff and start putting them rotten rags together. Y'all better talk to me. Start putting all that stuff together, and right now, 70 years later, I got some quilts that my grandmother made out of some rotten rags. Y'all better talk to me. Somebody can come and get you out of your dungeon. So God sent this slave. God sent Abimelech, came and put those rags under his arm and told him to say look up because all he saw was just vacant air and mud behind him but then he began to step by step he began to make the journey out of that dungeon he started saying i gotta get out of here because i've got my deliverance god help me preach i take some of my hands said, god will send somebody god will send somebody when you least expect it god will send somebody to tell you go on my child somebody will come your way and say you can make it somebody will come your way and say weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning somebody said lord i thank you that i had some rotten rag experiences Mount Pleasant has had some rotten rag experiences. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, he may not come uh, when you want him, uh, but he is an on-time God. Uh, I wish you'd shake somebody's head and said, I'm glad um, that I've learned how to suffer. I'm glad I've learned how to be happy. Um, I've learned to use a little bit that I had um, and little becomes much um, when you yield it to the master's touch um, y'all just sing I'll never forget um, what he's done for me um, y'all are complaining that you're raising the projects uh, but thank God mama kept the project clean um, like she lived in Buckhead um, You may not have had but two or three Sunday outfits, um, but thank God they were good outfits. Um, You may not have had a whole lot of stuff in your house. Um, We got a bathroom in every bedroom um, and can't use but one at a time. Um, Y'all better talk to me. Um, I've got more shoes than I can wear. Um, I've got more suits than I'll ever wear. Um, Somebody said, look where the Lord has brought me from. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Um, He's brought me from a mighty long way. Um, You need to turn somebody, don't you throw away those rotten rags, because God um, can piece them together, put them together in such a way um, that you'll look at it and say, Romans 8, 28, um, all things, all things, all things, Work together for the good to them that love the Lord. um, I wish you'd shake somebody's hand. and Don't you forget the gutter from which you came, but he lifted you. Don't forget the darkness you've come from, but he brought you all the way. Don't forget the dungeons in life that you've been in but he will deliver. Um, I wish somebody would shake somebody's head and say, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Don't forget uh, the filth you were once in, um, but he washed you um, whiter than snow. Um, Don't forget um, the sin you were comfortable in, uh, but thank God he washed me. with the blood of the lamb. um, I'm happy um, that I can thank God um, for rotten rags. Uh, But it wasn't no slave um, that came and handed me down um, some rags to get out. Um, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But a man named Jesus, A man named Jesus looked down and saw my poor sinful soul, and he picked me up. He turned me around. He gave me a new start. I I wish somebody would help me preach. I, I said I looked at my hands, and my hands looked new. I looked at my feet, and my feet looked new. My brother, I was a college graduate. And I graduated from Fisk. And I thought you sort of act a certain way when you were educated. And so I sat down trying to be educated, trying to be sophisticated. But one Wednesday night, I went to a meeting, and my heart wasn't right. Something got a hold of me. I said I wouldn't tell it. I tried to be quiet. I tried not to tell anybody. But thank God, just like Jeremiah said, it's fire. Shut up in my bone. Uh, Sometimes you don't want to say it, uh, but you need to testify and tell everybody, God has been good to me. God has been good to me. And God can take those rotten rags. Rotten rags. Some folk will probably say, this church is in the hood. You know, the other white folk done bought up everything now, but it used to be in the hood. And don't you think that your mission is over? You got some folk out there that's in some dungeons. They're stuck in the mud. Don't become so narrow that you think it's all in here. You got to reach out there.
0: You've been listening to the Mount On The Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant Ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melden Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is, again, 17 Melden Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.